0: That's Bobby Fuller for And I Fought the Law. The time is one thirty-two. Now, a career path we choose for ourselves is often something that we are rather inspired by as young people, or we may actually come across it and accidentally lead us to the right direction, whatever it is. My story is a feature on The One, Two, Three Show that focuses on people's ambitions, goals, and how they actually made decisions to follow the specific career path that they have. My guest today is Alfred Ip, founding partner of Hugel and Ipsilistus in Hong Kong, who joins me to share his story. Good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me. And um, now let's just see. Now, first of all, before anything else, um, just tell me, Alfred, what it is that you do? Now, you know, I could say you're a lawyer, but, you know, you tell me exactly what it is that you do.
1: OK, um, I'm a private client lawyer to be Private client lawyer predominantly means I'm dealing with private clients and their issues. And, uh, perhaps if you have come across, um, sibling rivalries or um uh, argument among family members, you will know h- how nasty it can be. And there's pretty much my job to prevent it mm-hmm. or to deal with it. So a lot of the time I do find myself like, um, arguing for my client, like having a big fight. Oh, um some something that he or she cannot do himself okay and uh, I'm doing that part for him that makes me actually uh, becoming a very aggressive person but normally I'm not like that okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> i do i
1: I do much for my client but then at the same time um um i want to achieve something different for them okay how to help them through a very difficult time
0: well it's so i tell you i really have so many questions just by listening to you say those things but before i go on to those questions i want to ask you first of all like before we go into the nitty-gritty of it which sounds exciting um tell me like was this something was this a career path that you had thought of um quite early on when you were studying and stuff how did it come to you that yes i want to be i want to go into law i want to do this
1: to be honest with you no I didn't grow up watching Animobiles and uh, <laughs> trying to become her. No, um, it was um, a decision that is basically um, made by the system. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're um, aware of the local school system. First of all, I'm a local boy. Yeah, I went through all this um, company, uh, public exam and all this, and uh, trust me, I wasn't doing very well. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, I have a few choices in front of me. Um, either I become um, an architect, that's something that I always wanted to fortunately I did not become one because reality has shown that I'm not creative enough to be one. <laughs> so. Okay. And uh, um, the decision to come to, go to law is simply because i um, I know I have the grade that the law school was accepted and that's all. And to be very honest with you at the time when I become a lawyer, I did not um, think about what sort of job it would be. Mm-hmm. But then, um, and then even after graduation, I had, no contemplation or preparation over the sort of things that I would be doing on, the, on a daily basis. And to be very honest with you, again, it was tough. Mm. I remember the first few years of my career, it was really, really tough. And I certainly do not want to go through that again.
0: Did you have any doubts when, oh, yes, you, when you were going through that? Tough thing? Did you think of abandoning and doing something mm. else?
1: oh yes absolutely all the time <laughs> um sometimes i wake up in the morning and i say i really don't want to go to work i really why am i doing this and uh, to be very honest with you again there were many people around me who was very supportive of my decision and they said mm, it's too hard just you know quit and do something else i'm glad that i did not
0: Yeah, you stuck by um, and uh,
1: that is something that um I, I feel very lucky in the mm-hmm. sense that I did not um, abandon my, chore- my career path um, to become a lawyer. And uh, at the end, I achieved something now, not a lot, but at least something. And uh, um, being resilient has proven to be very useful to me.
0: Yeah,
1: um, It's difficult um, to build a career and uh, um, not giving up. is not just cliche, signal, slogan. Um, it requires a lot of determination,
0: mm-hmm. a lot
1: of patience and a lot of um, giving up, giving in, and uh, compromise as well. Um, in life, I'm sure that we all doubt why we are doing certain things, why we're getting certain decision. Um, at the end, we cannot calculate too much of return, I realize. Sometimes things are done without any return, um, um, probably we know that it's fut- um, um, futile, but it's a process. That turns us into another person. What we learn from it, instead of um, wondering why did I lose, think about what have we learned from this mm-hmm. uh, experience, and mm-hmm. try to make use of it um, in the uh, in future. I think that's the crucial the...
0: part, isn't it? That you yeah, you go through it. Why overspilled meals? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> so many people do, and so many people, and that's where you fall into a pit, and it's very difficult then to get out of it because you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel um how about support from your family was that something did they influence your your you know what career you would do in at any point
1: and to be very honest with you um part of the support that um the family gave me is no support mm-hmm. in a sense that i'm not privileged to um not work i'm not privileged to not um to quit a job and then just you know wait for another to come along. Um, I do have a very strong sense of responsibility um, in terms of um, like giving some money back to the family, helping them with um, um, their needs um, or in another way, not making them worry about my own career choice. And as a private client lawyers, a lot of time we do advise um, clients on their estate planning. And uh, this is part of something that I tell my client, is it really um, doing your next generation a favour with leaving them a substantial amount for as inheritance? Mm. The, the important part is that anyone who don't need to work lose their um, strife or determination to make something out of themselves. And that is exactly why I'm glad that I did not have the privilege. -hmm. Um, to, to, to have, um, a a trillion dollars or million dollars of, um, inheritance reading for me Mm -hmm. that I have to create something on my own and something that I end up being very proud of. But I do think a lot of time it's the situation that creates a person. So don't, don't, don't blame your, uh, your family for not having like trillions of dollars and you appear in front of your peer as, um, like, um, the, the poor kid. It really doesn't matter. Hmm. It's actually um, um, the, that kind of environment that drives you into achieving something for your own. You're because at the end of the yeah. day, absolutely, it's the life yeah. that you have that you achieve for yourself. You have nobody but yourself to prove. And if you can live that, you can do something. Do it. At hmm. the end, what's what's the, what's there to lose?
0: You're absolutely right. Do you know what? I have two children and um, we kind of spend our time thinking, oh, we'll leave this for the children. This is for the children. And then you just think, actually, you know, Um, Many young people probably have such great sort of network, you know, a a net underneath them to support them that they don't actually need to. Yeah, the, the safety net is there. They don't actually need to sit there and kind of have fire in their belly to go out and do certain things for themselves. And you're absolutely right. So now the kind of work that you are doing to you've just you briefly mentioned some of the things that you 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 might have to be a bit more aggressive. To what extent do you think your character has adapted now because of your work? Because you have to be quite confident and you have to you have to take control sometimes, don't you? So how has that changed over time?
1: I've become a more difficult person to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> well, it's I've good become that you're so a honest, much more honest about,
1: about it. Person. I. <laughs> You, um, I'm looking back to be very honest with you, I really don't want to become such a person, but without that kind of character, I cannot help my client. Mm. Sometimes it is, uh, okay, to, uh, um, to put it in another way, our clients sometimes are being bullied. Let's face it, mm-hmm. be it in a domestic situation, in a work situation or what, sometimes they're being bullied, sometimes mm-hmm. they're being used, sometimes they're being taken advantage of. They come to us for advice. A lot of time they're asking the question, what am I allowed to do? Or a lot of time, actually, the right question is, what can you do to fight back, to handle in a situation, the sex of situation and fight for what you are entitled to? Sometimes, you know what? The client doesn't even know mm-hmm. that they have been bullied. Then the treatment that they receive is totally uncalled for and unfair. And this is, our, this is our job to advise them to um, um, how to handle this kind of situation. And a lot of times it's a situation particularly difficult, especially when we're talking about family members like husband. Um, they have been in a relationship for so long. They didn't know that their husband had been um, bullying them or abusing them mm-hmm. emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it may not be that actual domestic violence, but in terms of um, emotional abuse keep calling them um useless, keep telling them that they are um um they cannot achieve anything, belittling them and uh all this. It's people sometimes you don't understand that they're in that kind of situation and they buy into this.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: cannot survive without a husband. That's not right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, they they're not deserved to, um, to be treated as such. And sometimes it's our, our our job to help them. But you have to be um recognizing the situation like that try to protect them and uh, um, fight for uh, what they
0: deserve. It's the objective view that you bring in, I suppose, because you see it from both sides of the story and you can actually hear it and you can then, you know, form some sort of opinion in your head about it. I mean, it must be actually, very tricky. sometimes. I, yeah, it must be Actually, I sometimes,
1: a lot of times, I only hear one side of the story. Okay. And to be fair, just, um, it may not make me the most fair or impartial person, but at least, if 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 the story is like that, I can sense whether it's not right or not. Mm-hmm. Because I see it from also from the court's point of view, how to make a bad situation right. What is right and what is wrong,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: how we help our client. The court proceedings.
0: Mm. We see um, we see a lot of uh, films on Netflix and things, and where the law comes in, and then you always see lawyers in very tricky situations where they have to kind of, you know, be very careful about the facts, and and as you say, you know, trying to look at it in a in a kind of balanced way. Is that something that you have found? Is that the, the what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? Is that it? Is that just looking at families and looking at their situations and trying to find a way out?
1: Um, Actually, it's not the most difficult situation trying to find a way out because after some of the years, I I do have a few ways um, to get to a situation, to resolve a situation. I'm more concerned that there are limitations in terms of what we can do for the client. For example, um, we know that a client is, um, entitled to a certain amount, uh, um, in whatever lawsuit, but he or she is not financially viable to, um, continuously paying for the legal services that they are entitled, that, that they need. Um, there are that much that we can do. I mean, going to legal aid may be a solution, but legal aid also is very difficult to um to get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not everyone is uh, eligible for legal aid, and uh, if that person is not eligible for legal aid, what, uh, what is he or her, or what is he or she is supposed to do? Um, there are certain things that he can do. There are certain things that we can do, but we cannot change the system, expedite, get a shortcut. Mm-hmm. That is something that we cannot do with the judicial system, mm-hmm. and that is some, uh, And the, the the truth is that there we have a few clients. Who cannot survive through the long winded and complicated legal process? Um, The the time, the money, and the stress, most importantly, the stress. Mm. It takes a very strong, determined pastor to go through a long winded and complicated legal proceedings in order to get what they um, ask for. And that is the reason why we also help them with some the alternative dispute resolution, like mediation yeah. or um, other process. And that is that much that we can do. We are not invincible. We cannot do everything and we cannot promise results. And uh, from the client's point of view, we do understand that sometimes they wonder, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth hiring a lawyer to go through all these hopes in order to get um, what I believe is deserved? Sometimes uh, there's no great answer to it,
0: yeah. And I find yeah. that's most tricky. That's yes. right. I mean, what sort of um, when at the end of the day, when you're helping these clients, obviously the satisfaction, the reward you get is if everything works well and they're happy. And so can you, can you think of an instance where you just came out of a case and thought, oh, I'm, you know, you were really, really happy. So uh, one p- memorable incident, any particular case?
1: Well, um, they are quite a few victories and actually every victory is sweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there are certain cases that um, we can achieve some result for the client, um, but at the end, is it a hundred percent win for the client? Not really. And uh, I don't want, uh, it's not that I don't want to share some happy note, mm-hmm. like an um, uh, uh, incident that we ended up with a champagne um, um, popped open <laughs> and everything. <like>, woo! <laughs> there are instances like that, but I'm more concerned with um, showing that side may not give a more realistic picture of um what people are engaging themselves in um when they're talking when they're going through a legal dispute. Um there are more unsuccessful stories than successful yeah. story. Yeah. And even if there is some sort um of result um achieved, it doesn't mean that they can get 100 percent Are they satisfied with that? Mm. No. So well, That's why I always um, encourage my clients to prevent. Prevention is better than cure. Don't expect that you can get a hundred percent from the from a legal proceeding. Don't expect yeah, that managing. even if you win in the in a lawsuit, um, you are going to be happy for the rest of your life. You is sweet, and uh, and uh, I get back my enemy. No, <laughs> legal process doesn't give you that kind of satisfaction. I pray. Um, so, so simply for the reason that. That person is not dying in front of you, even if you will You oh, get a judgment. That's though. interesting.
0: So how, yeah. do, how do you, Alfred? I mean, you are engrossed in these issues and p- different people. Is it easy for you to get back home and just to unwind? I mean, how do you unwind then? Because these things probably, you never really switch off then with these things, do you?
1: no you we i I don't really switch off, but at the same time um we really need to learn how to um at least leave it behind yeah. in order to keep my sanity intact yeah um in a way um we we the only way actually that's what we, we remind ourselves to be, is not to be too close to mm-hmm. um a client situation a case um because actually this is our job. Not to be too close mm-hmm. in order to remain professional. Yes. Uh, our clients be relying on us for an impartial and professional point of view as to the, um, the chance of assess whether it's worthwhile. This is the reason why in Hong Kong lawyers are not, um, um, taking a contingency fee mm-hmm. because they don't, what, the, um, the system does not allow us to put our self interest in front of the client's interest. Mm-hmm. We always need to keep ourselves professional and seeing it from the point, from a, from an outsider point of view, irrespective how bad the client's situation is or how much we empathize their mm-hmm. situation.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: cannot be too close to that with them. Otherwise, we we'll compromise our duties as the lawyer.
0: So it's just really, and that obviously must take time for you to, I mean, from the moment you started, it took time to adjust. So say say if somebody is just thinking of a law, um, you know, a career in law and is perhaps doing a degree at the moment, what would you say are the factors that they need to, you know, if you were giving advice now, obviously with all this experience behind you, what advice would you give somebody who's just starting? What are the characteristics that they need to be successful? Apart from resilience, because you've mentioned that and that seems to be
1: um for a law student mm-hmm. or a law student
0: yeah, want to be yeah anyone wanting to come into your into your career into your area really
1: um okay um there are very many different um um types of law there are many yeah. different pra- area of practice so um my experience cannot be um 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 covered yeah, uh, regarded as um for yes. all
0: mm-hmm.
1: but at least from the litigation point of view what i would say is um Actually, the, um, with, res- not the resilience, but the determination to get to the details, um, understanding, um, the fact inside out, treat every single, um, um, case as like an exam. Um, I still remember, um, going to court is like, um, taking an exam. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to know your, um, issue or your text inside out. Um, that is something that the judge would ask you when, uh, when you are representing for a, a client at a hearing. Um, that's why when be prepared that you, you are supposed to know something inside out, be it as knowing a case or knowing a client situation or knowing the precedent. Um, in, uh, in our study, we are required to look at a lot of case law and especially, um, there are case law like, um, uh, uh, um, landmark cases, for example. Uh, I still remember the first case that I really re- learned is what we call Donald Hilton Stevenson. Uh-huh. I think there's a snail in something, um, uh, in, a, in some consumer product. Uh-huh. Um, understanding, uh, reading the case inside out, though I know that it's very difficult to read The English is very ancient and all this, but knowing the case inside out, understanding how the judgment um, comes up, uh, comes from actually is the part that is more important than remembering the case name and the, the result. Um, in Hong Kong, I think um, a lot of people would agree with me that we are very good at exam.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been trained, we know, well. <laughs> yes, right.
1: been trained well. Yes, we've been trained well, yeah. We know how to answer questions. We know how to get good marks without put, with putting, putting in the minimal um, effort. <laughs> um, unfortunately, in the reality, in practice, there's no shortcut to it. And um, um, that's what we, uh, we we need to get used to.
0: Mm. So th- that's, good, that's good advice. I mean, seriously. Um, and now, you know, just to close really, to ask you as to when you're not working, how do you relax? What are you doing? What does Alfred I- I like to eat? What are you doing in your spare time?
1: <laughs> um, it's a um, very interesting question because um, while a lot of people have a, 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 a very strong hobbies, um, uh, for me a lot of time actually I'm devoted on um, on cases, um, calls and all this, and uh, um, I would find myself um most relaxing when I'm um basically surrounded by my doggy.
0: Oh, yes, your dog called Sheldon, right? That's right. Yes. Is that from the Big Bang yes. Theory? <laughs> Sheldon, his name? It is, actually. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Good. So, And you like yeah. hi- hiking as well? You're, you're into hiking and skiing, yes?
1: Yes, but um, hiking is the best way to um, relax nowadays when we are stuck and we cannot go out skiing. Um, and uh, going out with the, um, uh, my doggy for um, a hike, actually um relax a lot and uh, um it helps with um tiring him out and uh tiring my own my myself out
0: good That's- alfred thank you so much it's been super talking to you and uh I hope that, you know, anyone who's thinking of, um, I think you gave some fantastic advice initially when you start when we started about this whole thing about being resilient and and you've made me think now that like, you know, I shouldn't be accumulating all this thing for my children I should go and spend it (laughs) because, I mean, you know inheritance and stuff is always a bit of an issue, isn't it? And then I can just see my kids fighting over it but I I would love to talk more about some of the cases that you have and all the sibling thing that we should be uh, careful about. Maybe we should get you back on at some point just to give us advice on um family matters you know that might be quite interesting but so now you're off you've got another you're going to be busy all day now that's it and you well, finish well
1: with- i have a few i had of me but it uh, has yes, always been lovely talking to you Super. and uh, let me know when i can be on your show again thank you
0: very much Alfred. see you then bye-bye
1: thank you